Hello. Welcome to the Valley View Podcast, episode 68. My name's Tyler, and I'm here with Matt, and he started the recording just a, a tad early, the timer. Yeah. Um, do you think anyone's still listening to this podcast? Dude, we get like 30 to 40 listens a week. It's actually crazy. Really? How does that compare to um, national podcasts, would you say? Uh, probably like maybe number four or number five on, on the <laughs> okay. hot trending podcast. Okay. What about like among evangelical free church um, staff podcasts? Oh, undoubtedly number one. <laughs> okay. okay. I awesome. wonder how many free churches. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I feel like, oh yeah. Oh, we're unique and special for doing this, but we're not. I guarantee there's like, Oh yeah, fifteen hundred other podcasts of two white dude pastors talking about their day <laughs> while we're sitting next to a box full of Nerf darts. While I'm getting ready for a retreat. Okay. okay. I will say, <clears throat> I have friends. I have a friend. I do have at least one friend. Um, I have a friend who used to work at a church and listen to a podcast at her church, or like the the people from her church did a podcast and she hated it. And she said one thing that she liked about ours compared to that. She didn't like our podcast that much either, but she said one, <laughs> one thing she liked more about ours than about theirs is that at least on ours, you can tell who's talking. Oh, the other, like their voices were too similar. Yeah. The other one. Yeah. At least we sound different. That's so great. I'm so glad to hear about someone that just listened to our podcast and didn't like it that much. I think yeah. that's awesome. Well, no, it's not. It keeps you humble, right? Like, because <laughs> the only people that talk to us about the podcast are the ones who say, oh, it's so good. I love it. I know. I know. Yeah, so it's good to hear from, uh, would that person be called a hater? Not re- Well, she didn't hate it. I think she also just doesn't really care for podcasts. You, okay. like, so, And when she does listen to podcasts, I think she would listen to it on like time and a half speed. Right. So I'd be talking really fast. Okay. Just but, for her, I wonder if, if we cut it down to like 20 minutes, if she'd be all in. Maybe we just go too long. Maybe. I like our I like our length, though. Yeah. We can talk and say what yeah. we want to say, but mm-hmm. we're not here all day boring people. Well, speaking of boring people, um, this episode of the Valley View podcast is sponsored by Manthe Engraving of Chaska. Oh. Yeah, I think they're a first-time sponsor. Um, I want to have my phone in Google and see if they actually exist. Okay. Manthe Engraving of Chaska has been serving the Southwest suburbs for 42 years. It's almost as long as you've been alive. Yeah, right. So that'd be um, 1980, I guess. 1980. If you need a trophy, a plaque, a medal, a memorial, or any other kind of engraved metallic object, contact Manthe Engraving. We offer school discounts and discounts to dog owners. It just says dog owners. It doesn't say like, like if you have a cat, apparently that. <laughs> if you have a cat, you're paying full price. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If you have I a don't... cat, we're actually charging you extra at Manthe Engraving. Yeah, or even like a hamster or something. It just says, it just says dog owners. Our turnaround times are tops in the industry. We even provide ribbons and lanyards to go with your metal purchase. Stop in during the month of October and enjoy store-wide savings and cider. Say hello to Buster the dog and meet our friendly team of sales associates. That's why it's uh, that, that's why it's dogs. Yeah, they have a dog. They have a dog like in house. Have you been to some stores that just have a random dog? Like yeah, my favorite disc golf course. Nice. Well, not my nice. favorite. The one ten minutes up the road from my favorite. That's like the highest quality in Minnesota. There's always a dog in the shop. Is it the same dog or just yeah. a random dog every time? No, it has like mesmerizing eyes. Its eyes are like golden. Wow. It's like one of the most intelligent looking dogs I've ever seen. Do you just go in and get? lost in the dog's eyes and just sometimes. stand there by the counter i do sometimes <laughs> matt we're a lot more awake this week 
I think we are, and there's no real good reason for that. We shouldn't be. Well, no, we should be, because last week you had just returned from Romania and we're about to go to a funeral. Mm. And this week we have had normal, well, I've had busy week. <clears throat> you probably have had a busy week too, but like more of like a in the flow kind of week instead of jolting to different states and countries mm. at all times. Yeah, good, uh, good call. Okay. Hey, uh, Manti engraving of Chaska, a block off of Main Street on 2nd Avenue North. So give I don't know if this place exists. Give them a visit. Yeah. Well, you can Google it. How do you come up with the name Manthe? I knew some people by that name when they lived in Wisconsin. Ah, I see. So um, what were their first names? Do you want to tell us their first, last, and address just so everyone can know? Well, one of them was the police chief in our town. His name was Ken. Oh. Ken Manthe. So shout out to Ken. Uh, if you're listening he Publicly was also my accessible neighbor knowledge. Yeah. also my neighbor okay yeah um now can i ask you about the marathon real quick yes i mean okay because i i don't i don't have the calendar straight enough to know when this podcast when this episode is going to be released three days after this podcast we're running a marathon okay for I those just, of you listening three days from now we're running a marathon okay now that i since i brought it up uh, let's just do it on this episode because we may not get to it next time i just wanted to ask you Tyler, Twin Cities Marathon is coming up. We're both going to run together. 26.2 miles. How are you feeling about it right now? Terrified. I'm mm. really scared I'm not going to be able to do it, which is the worst mm. attitude to have going into it. But this is I, I, this is how I feel. Okay. Um, how are you going to feel if you get to like mile 21 and just decide you need to throw in the towel? I don't think I'll... F- I don't know. It's hard for me to envision myself like not continuing to move forward. Like I, like I, I, I don't think I'll quit for me. What I'm thinking of, like, Oh, I'm going to be so sad if slash Mm -hmm. when this happens is Mm -hmm. just having to walk a lot. Okay. You know, like I just, I don't want to walk a lot. Right. That's kind of the way I'm feeling too, is my, my only goal is just to run the whole thing Mm -hmm. and hopefully not have to stop and walk. Which, I don't know, it could happen, but... You, you're, you'll be fine. <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate the optimism. I don't know. I mean, I've never run further than 20 miles, so mm-hmm. that last 6.2 is going to be um, a new frontier. Mm. Unexplored. The last frontier. Yeah. Maybe not the last. <laughs> Maybe. It could end up being the last frontier. We'll see how it goes. So Tyler and I are told that there's like lots of water stations and even a station where they hand you those goo packets. I'm really hoping for that. That's what I'm going to need to get me through. But it's while supplies last is what they say. So mile 17. Quick. So if you get to mile 17 fast enough, supposedly they're going to hand you a little packet of goo. And I guess it's like nitro or something like that. You yeah. eat it and then you get all this energy again. Dude. I just hope I don't uh, get too much energy and then burn myself out. <laughs> I've done that before on my run. Speaking of energy, let's talk about First John. Okay. Should we do that? I and, would love to. And then um, the uh, the second subject we're going to cover is we're going to last last episode we talked a little bit about uh, preaching from a like a preacher's perspective, and today I want to flip the script a little bit and talk about what it's like to listen to a sermon. <laughs> so we're going to enter the pew instead of the pulpit. And uh, kind of excited for this discussion. Yeah, I okay. will say for our listeners, I feel like our fun topics lately have just have more been like fun for us. We just keep talking about pastors and Christian uh-huh. schools and preaching over and over again. Uh-huh. So I think maybe, they can feel the passion coming through the, yeah. the, uh, the pod. But maybe next week we'll mix it up. Maybe next okay. week we'll talk about something 
more normal. <laughs> that normal people find fun? Yeah, because like we find memeing around about preaching and listening to preaching and Mm-mm. what a Christian school is like. Like this, it's interesting for us, but Mm-mm. probably not for our devoted 30 listeners. Yeah, that's true. I think people listen, if they're listening to this episode, they may have listened long enough to know that what I consider to be a fun topic is just something that I enjoy talking about and just right. assume or hope that other people find it to be enjoyable. Which, yeah, I agree. I, I just, I, I like variety. Yeah, we got to yeah, have right. some variety. We do. We need, we do need to switch it up. So we'll next week. Though. Next week. What comes to your mind when you think about um, the, the uh, letter that we know as first John? Uh, two things. Number one, we're getting close to the end of the new Testament. Ooh. Um, mm. And then number two, love, love, Isn't love this... and the antichrist. <laughs> Isn't this the uh, the letter that contains the very simple statement, God is love? First John 4, 8, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. God is love. Mm. It doesn't say cause though. It's, it's like for God is love. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say C-U-Z, God is love. <laughs> right, right. For God is love. Um, God is love is a huge concept to think about a lot of different directions we can go but as long as you brought it up let's just sit there for just a minute as you think about that particular verse um what is that what does that mean to you let me just ask you a very simple question and that's really not even the right question to ask the right question is not what does that mean to you the right question really is what does that mean what is what is john communicating to us there by god is love um is he saying that that's all God is, or that's the greatest thing that, like, that's the main thing that God is, or um, is he highlighting that attribute at the expense of some of God's other attributes? What do you, what do you think is going on there? Well, it's funny because I, I was just thinking about that, but like, I think the tricky, maybe not about that, but mm-hmm. I'm, I was just thinking about what I'm going to talk about. Um, <laughs> that that I'm, not, um, I'm not offended. That um, the tricky thing about reading the verse of God is love is that we all import our own definition of love mm-hmm. and say, oh, that's what God is. That's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very true. That, I mean, and that's why like, yeah, what does it mean to you is like a fine question for, for self-reflection. Right. But it, the, the important thing is what John means and what John means and what God is by being love. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if we look at the entire, if we look at the entire picture of God in the Bible, what he is, like what, what him being love is, mm-hmm. is not completely and necessarily what I would think of love as being, mm-hmm. you know, like there, there are things that God does that I would not think, oh, God is love. So he does that. Like, it's not like a natural, like next step in some of the places for me. Yeah. Okay. So w- whatever it means, it's not exactly what I would immediately think that it means. Okay. To give you a nice non-answer to your question. That's no, that's great. I mean, this is, I think, one, one hope that we could have on this podcast is that the way we talk about these things will help our listeners, you know, develop good habits for Bible interpretation or figuring it out. So if, we're, if we want to know what does John mean in 1 John 4, 8, when he writes, God is love, how, what are some ways that we can figure that out? And let me, let me ask you this. Um, this isn't the only book in the Bible that John, the Apostle John, wrote. Is it good or fair to go to something else that he wrote to try to find find out if he gives a a fuller you know idea of what he means by love like could we go to the gospel of john 
That seems Let's fair. See what he thinks. Might as well, might as well take a look because he already turned there. <laughs> I, I just happened to have my finger in John fifteen. He he did not. He uh, turned to it as I was talking. But <laughs> right, right, and now my my finger is there. Um, <laughs> so um, I'm looking for a particular um, verse here. Here it is. Um, John fifteen thirteen. Is it greater love has no one than this that someone would lay down his life for his friends? Yeah. 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 Greater love has no one than this that someone lay down his life for his friends. So, you know, those are that's not that's not something John came up with as his own idea. That's Jesus talking there, John recording it mm-hmm. in John 15. So that idea, those words are in Jesus' mouth where he's talking about the greatest possible love is to lay down one's life for his friends. Is it, do you think it's reasonable to say, okay, God is love um, has something to do then with the fact that God has in effect laid down his life in Christ Jesus. That's so interesting. For his, you know, for his friends, like for sinners. Never put that together. Like I never thought about those side by side, but that Mm -hmm. like, I mean, that, like solves the mystery right like if 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 god is love and love is laying down one's life for his friends then calling god love is like one of the most fair and yeah. honest things that you could call him yeah yeah i, I mean i, I don't know that... if that's all that lo- you know like i don't yeah. think either of us would say that that's all that love is is right. like only laying down your life for your friends Correct. but when we're talking yeah. about an aspect clearly mm-hmm. an important aspect because jesus is talking about it mm-hmm. i think we're on the right track yeah d.a carson uh, who taught it at trinity um, read a lot of commentaries but yeah or a, lot of, a lot of commentaries one one thing he did is wrote a really good and very small book um called uh, i think it's called the loves of god um and the, the he outlines four different ways that god loves mm. so he would differentiate between different kinds of love so when you said before like you know we wouldn't say that this is like the only way you yeah. know that, that god shows love yeah d.a carson would agree with you there but um, maybe the primary way, at least as we experience it, um, in terms of salvation, uh, Carson also talks about God showing love through like his, um, general provision for people in terms of like sun, rain, mm. shelter, that kind of a thing. But then the very specific, um, love that we see at the atonement, you know, is, is one of the four also. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I think one, one reason that's helpful to talk about something like that and connect it to John 15 is to avoid the problem that you said at the beginning, which is we all import our own idea. Mm-hmm. You know, when we see that word love, um, have you ever heard anyone make a bad argument, you know, something that's not true based on that verse and say, since God is love, oh, plenty that of, means plenty that... of times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What are, what are some of the things that people say? Like, I, I mean, it's just justifying the things that you like, like that, like it, it, a lot of it would come back to that. Like mm-hmm. I love this thing and God is love. So this mm-hmm. thing is good and okay. Yeah. I mean, that can right. take lots of different forms, but I feel like that usually is where it comes back to. Yeah. Yeah. Is equating love as pretty close to what I want or what I like or what I feel like is good. Uh-huh. And so if God is love, that means God approves of that. Yeah. Yeah. So like equating love with approval of whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think that's what love is. Like I'm, yeah, I, I'm not a parent, but I have parents and I watch parents a lot because mm-hmm. I work with kids mm-hmm. and um, them loving their kids is not always approving of what they're doing. 
Right. You know, like right. if I, if I'm about, if I'm four years old, I'm about to run out in front of the, of a car. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. Like that's something that I would like because I'm trying to get my ball back. Yeah. But for my parents to love me is not to let me do that, even though I don't like it. Yeah, exactly. What we learn from John 15 with the idea of laying down your life for your friends is that this kind of love that God has is more about what God has done because he does not approve of everything that we do. Like Mm -hmm. because of the fact that we're sinners and offensive to God, it's about how he has dealt with that reality Mm -hmm. that instead of condemning all of us to hell, he has provided a way for us to be right with him uh, through believing in Jesus. So it's not that he gave approval to our lifestyle. It's that he's borne the full cost of our sin himself mm-hmm. instead of making us bear it. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Um, as you think through first um, John, give us the perspective of a Greek student, Tyler on first John. So you're studying, I had Greek, to read it a stu- bunch. studying Greek right now. What, what's it like to read first John in the original language? Uh, I mean, not easy because you're starting with it, but easier than a lot of the other books. Mm. John's Greek is the easiest in the New Testament. Mm. I think we talked about that when we talked about the Gospel of John. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've read a lot of First John in Greek. So if you're a a beginning student in Greek, you're saying that a lot of times they send you to John to cut your teeth on mm-hmm. on Greek. Yeah, the first yeah. the first passage I translated in my Greek class was First John one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because you can, it, he has a relatively he uses a relatively small vocabulary. Um, and he repeats himself a lot. That certainly which, happens in first, which John, is like, isn't it? yeah, that was the other thing. When you asked me what I thought of, when I thought of first John is like, it's cyclical. Yeah. He talks about truth for the first couple chapters a ton. They talks about love for the last couple chapters a ton. He talks about fellowship a lot too, uh-huh. but uh-huh. good. Yeah. And then there's a second John and a third John. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are going to be fun weeks. We'll see how long <laughs> we talk about those. I mean, they're each like, what? I don't know. 15, 15 verses. verses. Yeah. They're super okay. short. Okay. <laughs> the two shortest books in the Bible, I think, or definitely in the new Testament. Yeah. 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 For sure. Okay. Well, we'll have more time to talk about John's literature and uh, explore the mysterious books of second and third John. Why are they here? Why do we have them? <laughs> Thanks God. Very why? short. What can we what can we glean from those? I knew you were going to say glean. That leads us into our next discussion about <laughs> pastor speak. <laughs> you knew I was going to say glean. Yeah, as soon as you said what can we I was like he's going to say glean. What can we glean from them because that's a pastor <sighs> thing to say. I should have said take away. What can we take away? <sighs> Getting old and predictable. You're just a pastor, bro. Like <laughs> There's only well, there's only so much mystery that you can have as a pastor. <laughs> Um, okay, so last last episode we talked about what it's like to be in the pulpit and preach, mm-hmm. and what the we talked about the purpose of preaching. Let's talk about what it's like to be in the pew. Now we've only got about ten minutes to do this. You said you had some thoughts. I want to let you start and say what you want to say about this subject, <laughs> and then I've got some other things here I wanted to ask you about, but maybe you'll cover it. So go. I just feel like it's that pastors are predictable. I'd, like mm. I'd, like pastors just have their little noises and their little phrases and their little like looks and their little I just. I don't know. Like, is that good or bad? I don't like it. Okay. It's just, it just feels like they're all putting on the same act. Uh, and I say this as yeah. a pastor who probably does these things, hmm. but like, I, yeah, the, the, those know, are my thoughts. I'd rather be questioned about it than try to monologue. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I think you're, would you disagree right with that? that? No, no, I agree 100%. Um, some, you know, I, I think, we anyone who does this for a living gets into patterns 
patterns yeah. of speech, favorite favorite phrases, just fa- you know the way of talking. I guess not that different from just having conversation. We display right. a lot of the same patterns. Yeah, I know what you mean. It can be it can be annoying. It's just the like, like, hi, I am a pastor, <laughs> and I'm preaching now. And and then you do something with your hands and you get a little animated and then you bring it back down uh-huh. and you calm. And all uh-huh. pastors have the nod. We've talked about the pastor nod, like when you just mm-hmm. you like squint your eyes and knowingly par- mm-hmm. uh, parse your, purse your lips and say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "Okay." So if you were teaching a class of you know teaching a preaching class, okay, put yourself in that position. You're teaching future pastors how to preach. What advice would you give them so they don't fall into those annoying? patterns that you're describing be yourself (laughs) like just be authentic um that obviously can go too far like you shouldn't be cussing from the pulpit but like um i i think that most pastors that i've witnessed if they're gonna err on one side they they err on the side of not being authentic enough Mm -hmm. at at least in how i'm for me observing Mm -hmm. but i also have a high bar for authenticity like i i will think that somebody's being inauthentic quicker than a lot of people uh-huh um yep but yeah and, and some of it probably just comes from like fr- from the fact that it's like hard and like scary and if you say something mm-hmm. that somebody interprets as wrong you'll get an angry email about it mm-hmm. you know so like i i understand why it's just for, for me it's just frustrating <laughs> thanks for the honesty we all we appreciate that on the Valley View podcast. All about it. Tyler's Tyler's frustrated, and he would have advice for future preachers to be authentic and within and, reason. Within reason, okay. Be authentic, but don't disgrace the the position. <laughs> you might have to help your young students find where that line. Yep, is. Yep, that is right? a bounce. Yes. <laughs> okay, we've got some time to think about that. What um, what would you say are your pew habits while you're listening to? the sermon are are you if we look over at you during the sermon time if we look over at tyler magnuson what would we see him doing like would your bible be open would you no. have a pen would you no. have would you be taking notes no would you be passing notes no <laughs> <laughs> well the question is what what are my pew habits or what would my pew habits ideally be well let's start with what are they and then let's move to the ideal i'm typically sitting likely with my arms and or my legs crossed um looking arms crossed like over your chest something like in a defensive pose not meaning to be defensive okay but But just just because that's how you're comfortable i'm just comfortable yeah usually slouching because i just slouch a lot um (laughs) looking somewhere in the sanctuary but likely not at the pastor so like not like staring at the window like trying to look at something else but just like i don't typically look right at the pastor Uh is there a reason for that not really you try to avoid like feeling convicted no, it's interesting. I th- I know that was a joke, but I just am blowing <laughs> past it. Um, I typically, and this will lead into the discussion of what I wish I was doing. Um, I almost feel like I listen worse if I'm like sitting at rapt attention, staring at the person. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I like, I like, I'm I'm kind of fidgety, so I would be fidgeting too. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of I'm kind of fidgety, and so I like to have something to do with my hands, or at least I, I like to have some kind of other mindless thing that I'm doing. It, it's why for me, the best time for me to listen to podcasts is when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. I, I never hear the information on a podcast better than when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. Because you're, doing, you're focused on something. Yes, else. because my hands are doing, my hands and my feet are doing <clears throat> a mindless task and my brain is free to focus. Right, right. I'm just, I'm, I'm Gen Z. I have to be stimulated. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I remember when I was, 
I think I was probably 11 or 12. And uh, I was in the habit at, at church, you know, we, I sat with my family in the pew. And I was in the habit of um, like putting my elbows on my knees and like looking down. Mm-hmm. So kind of sitting forward. Looking like you were praying. Yeah. <laughs> sitting forward in the pew, elbows on knees, just kind of looking down. And one day my mom, uh, I guess she called me on it and said, Hey, uh, that may not be the, the best posture, like for, for listening. Looks like, like you're praying. I guess it does. But I think she knew that uh, maybe I didn't care that much or wasn't <laughs> listening. And so I think she was trying to get me to like give a little more eye contact or look a little more engaged. Right. Just pretend. Right. You just, yeah, maybe just. She would have hated pretend. how I sit then. I don't look like I'm paying attention <laughs> the way I sit. Yeah. So thanks for that, mom. I, uh, that's what I do for a living now. <laughs> and I see all kinds of um, body language and, and posture out there. Um, anyway, let, um, what, let, let me ask you this. We got about, we got about five minutes left. What, um, when you're listening to a sermon, what's, what's the best thing that you can hope for for yourself? So just speaking for Tyler Magnuson, like not, not trying to generalize for all people or say what the experience should be like for everyone, but for you, as you, you know, enter into the time of the preaching of the word, what's your best hope for yourself? Like, what's the best thing that can happen? Do you think? Two things. I want to learn a little something about God or the Bible that I didn't know. And I want to feel a little something in my heart. Okay. Very, That's very interesting. Two little somethings. That's the best two. I can hope for. <laughs> So let's review that. You would like to learn something that you didn't know before. A little something. Yeah. A little something. But I say, wow, okay. that's a cool new fact. I didn't know that about God or the Bible. Okay. So I'd probably call that, a, hmm, I was going to say novelty, but it might not be novelty for everyone because it's. Um, I don't consider it a novelty because it might be something that's like really cool and new that I didn't know mm-hmm. or something cool and new that I can then teach about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I'm, having grown up in the church, I spend a lot of time hearing things that I've heard and sometimes hearing it in new ways. And it still like impacts me. Mm-hmm. But when I hear something that's like new and yet like right, you know, because you can hear a lot, it's easy to hear new things that are wrong. But like when I hear a new thing and I'm like, oh, wow, that that's like new and true. Mm-hmm. It's like exciting. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by feel a little something in your heart? Well, it's just, the Holy Spirit gets you a little bit. Sometimes, sometimes when the the pastor's up there preaching, he says something and it just hits, hits your heart, makes you feel a little tender. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Are we talking about like, uh, conviction here? Is that what you're talking about? Sometimes conviction or love. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, I'm not really, I don't think I've ever, maybe not. I don't remember a time that I like was crying in the pew or anything, but Uh like, uh you know, I like when the, when the Holy Spirit hits me a little bit. Okay. Like smacks me around a little bit. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I like that. Um, if you had one of the, one of your students from the youth ministry come and say, Hey, you know, I'm kind of, kind of struggling during the sermon time. I just not very, don't, don't find it very interesting. Like, what should I really be like listening for? What should I be doing? Uh, what, what would you, what advice would you give them? I would tell them to take notes. I don't take notes, but like engaging your more part, like I, to me, it seems that the times when I do take notes are the times when I like retain the most or it's like the most helpful for me. Uh-huh. Yep. Also, I would tell them that um, it's relatively normal to have some trouble paying attention in the service. And uh-huh. 
it actually is really good that you are bothered enough by that that you're saying something about it because huh. a lot of people just hey they go and they sit and they don't learn or hear anything and then they go home and they don't care yeah so the fact that a kid cares enough to say hey i want to pay attention how do i do that is like a good like that's like an encouraging thing yeah yeah i agree do you uh you feel like you've developed any bad habits um in the pew over time like um bad listening habits or stuff you find yourself doing that you wish you weren't um, uh, i mean i guess i wish i didn't slouch so much hmm. i i don't know like what about more more so i'm thinking about like listening habits um i mean i'll daydream like everyone else mm-hmm. you know like yeah there are times when i i click back in and i say man i missed that entire point <laughs> like you start talking you say point one and i'm listening and then you say point three and i'm like wait where's point two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my fault not his fault i know he said point two somewhere in there <laughs> Did, did your folks ever ask you questions about church? After church? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> We're driving home and mom and dad say, Oh, what did you guys learn today? And we say, oh, I don't know. And then we just keep driving. <laughs> I don't know if I ever had something like, I don't know if I ever shared something that I learned in church that day. See, I think that would make a lot of parents nervous to have that kind of response from their kids. But, yeah. But they look, probably were nervous, but Hey, look how you turned out. Yeah. I mean, so far 24, 25 years in, not quite 25 getting there. No, yeah, sorry, mom. Didn't mean to uh, scare you, but she loves getting brought up on the podcast. I know. Sorry for bringing you up again. Yeah, you never asked I... me what I wish I could do. Okay, well, let's talk about it. We only have like twenty-five seconds left. That's right. They'll... Our listeners will understand. I wish that it was socially acceptable to play on your phone. Mm. because I I talked about how I need something mindless to do. Uh-huh. I like the best times that I had of like remembering things that I was learning in services yeah. was when we were all at home for COVID and I could read a book or play on my phone while I was listening. Huh. Like okay. it, it, it was like the, the double, like ha- having the other thing to do helped me with both of them, which Emily doesn't believe because she doesn't think multitasking is real. Mm-hmm. But like, I, like I felt like I was learning so much more when I was playing on my phone. What about, have you ever thought about doing something to keep you occupied that is socially acceptable, like doodling. Yeah, I don't, would that be, would you get the same benefit from doing something like that? No, because I don't really like doing that. Like I like playing on my phone. Okay. Okay. I want to do something that I enjoy. Okay. Well, maybe one day it'll become uh, socially acceptable to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's more than it used to be because you can just pretend you were on your Bible, but like, I don't like to do that because I feel kind of bad. When I was uh, eight years old, Sunday night church, I had a mirror from my mom's purse and I had fun taking the light from the ceiling and reflecting it into the pastor's eyes. I bet the pastor loved that. He did. I was told to put that thing away. Oh. Yeah. And uh, I think that's where I'm going to end it. That's a good Matt Brandt story to close the podcast. <laughs> Mischievous Matt Brandt. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Get ready for uh, Second John next week on episode 69. Ooh, Second John. Give it a read. It'll only take you uh, 90 seconds. Yeah, it will not take long. Okay. Have a good one, everybody.